Percy, so often when negative challenges confront us, we begin looking for reasons why, for answers. Have you thought about this? What say you about asking the why question? Yeah, Wayne, uh, it's true. And and I certainly have have been in that situation on many occasions. You know, why can be a recurring question when one is under the weight of challenging hardships. And, you know, it's there's no easy answers here. So maybe we should just talk a little bit more about this today and, and see if we can unpack this a little bit. All right. And we're also going to hear part two of a conversation with a hospital chaplain, Jonathan Stoner, today on Health, Hope and Inspiration. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope. And today, Percy, we're going to have a part two of a conversation. Now, anyone who missed last time, the beauty of the podcast, you can go back and listen anytime. So just go back in the archive and look for last week's edition, which was number 372, and you'll hear part one of our guest. Absolutely. And again, you're, you're going to want to hear that for the contextual framework of what we're going to do today with uh, an amazing human being, uh, someone that I am now able to call colleague and friend, uh, Chaplain Jonathan Stoner, as we continue to talk about his work and what drives and motivates him as a hospital staff chaplain. Right. Chaplaincy is an important role that that we need to make sure that we continue to highlight within the framework of any healthcare setting, for sure. Let's revisit how you know Jonathan Stoner now. Well, again, uh, going back to the fact that we've made, you know, several announcements and we'll continue to uh, make the announcement that uh, we uh, we now have a new sponsor for Health, Hope and Inspiration, which is City of Hope. Uh, City of Hope has merged with Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and we are now one underneath that umbrella. And we're excited. Uh, a healthcare organization that fundamentally is based out of California and has expanded its reach. Uh, which is part of uh, the motivation with hospitals now in Atlanta, Chicago, and Arizona. And so part of that merger is meeting the spiritual health care team there in California on the West Coast. And so with that said, you know, Jonathan Stoner is one of five staff chaplains at City of Hope, California, that we will be introducing to this platform over a period of time in the coming months. And uh, he's just a wonderful, wonderful, fantastic spiritual care provider. And I couldn't be more thrilled and excited uh, to talk with him and introduce him to our audience. It's like you have new family members, isn't it? It is. It really is. It's very exciting. It's like going to a picnic or a family reunion. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're on that side of the family. So very exciting. It's wonderful. All right. We'll meet Jonathan again here in just a moment. Uh, the other thing that I want to bring attention to is the fact that we're so blessed to have the comments and questions come to us from listeners. We love hearing your stories. Uh, I have one here from Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. And let me just read this, Percy, and get your reaction. Yeah. This listener says, I'm two years into remission of stage four breast cancer. God has provided miracles in this journey and has saturated my relationship with him in an intimate way. My question is, how can I break through those tough times of intense pain so I can focus on encouraging others? The cancer metastasized to my spine and liver. The damage to my spine makes it difficult for me to stand and walk and having pain. I often experience pain to the point where it's hard to be outgoing with a smile or other interaction with others. So 
How about this question? It's a very deep question, isn't it? It is. First of all, thank you, Waynesboro, Pennsylvania. We appreciate you. Uh, I have wonderful relationships in Pennsylvania. I spent a lot of time out there on the road back in the day. Uh, the 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 best way for me to respond to this is number one, obviously, uh, have a conversation uh, with your attending physician, and hopefully, there's some pain management support. I know mm-hmm. at City of Hope, uh, we have what is called a pain management team, and they attempt to address pain in in multiple ways. Uh, obviously, from a medication perspective, but there could also be some some naturopathic processes that may provide some support with regard to pain management as well. Uh, the other thing is, and again, kind of on the spiritual kind of uh, side of things, uh, there is some research that suggests that, you know, uh, meditation, getting into some some uh, modes of, of maybe quieting yourself may help to kind of uh, reduce some of the stimuli that may be creating your pain. So ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, you know, try to use all of those modalities and seek out a direction that may provide some assistance with regard to your pain management. Uh, pain pain is a real dynamic for many cancer patients, depending on where uh, their cancer is. And so we certainly are praying with and for you. Uh, I want to direct you to go to uh, Abide, uh, the Abide app and download mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, because part of the the work and, and, and Wayne will talk about, you know, how to get access to that later. Uh, is to help get you into a state of spiritual calm and relaxation that may help and assist with pain management and being able to rest and decompress. And so uh, with that, you know, we are praying with you, my friend, and for you, and we're believing that God's grace is going to abide upon you in a way that'll help you to work through and manage through uh, any and all pain that you're experiencing. Hang in there, my friend. Uh, we're, we're believing and expecting the best is still yet to come for you. Very good. Thank you, Percy. And by the way, be prepared to write down that Abide information, which I'll give in just a moment here. But first, let me ask you to uh, open our program today with some scripture to give us some context here. Our spiritual nugget for today, folks, is 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. And listen very good. It says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles Mm -hmm. so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from him. I love this scripture because it helps us to understand the reciprocity of having a relationship with God. Part of the benefits of having an alignment with God is that God helps to comfort us. God helps to heal us. God does some things to us, right? That's part of the direct benefit of being aligned and in relationship with God Well, then we are being encouraged that that which we have received from God from a comfort level, uh, from a help perspective, that then and and a compassion perspective, that then we comfort others with that in their times of trouble. And that is going to be exactly what we're going to hear as, again, a motivation and an inspiration uh, for uh, Chaplain Jonathan Stoner as we continue with the conversation today with him from City of Hope in California. That's coming up in just a moment. But as Percy mentioned a moment ago, we are announcing that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations have teamed up to make a premium subscription of Abide's mobile app free to our HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day and rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep stories. Here's what you do. Text HHI to 22433, and that'll give you access to a free subscription. 
quiet your mind, relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. Once again, HHI to 22433. And we believe and know that you will be blessed and encouraged through this meditation app. Free subscription. That's a, that's a great offer. Thank you so much for that. All right, let's meet our guest. Here again is Percy. Hey, 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 it's me, Pastor P, and I am back, the cancer pastor, Reverend Percy McRae, yours truly, as we continue to have conversation, in-depth conversation about uh, faith, health, wellness, and hope with regard to uh, uh, the dynamic of sickness and disease, and particularly to the cancer community. And I am excited, as promised uh, on the last show, if you followed me, uh, I introduced you to someone that I think is important to hear from, uh, who I now have the privilege to work with, and I couldn't be more excited about that uh, with this collegial relationship. Chaplain Jonathan Stoner, uh, part of the spiritual care team uh, at City of Hope in Duarte, California, my counterpart and constituent. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How you doing? Thank you for having me back, Reverend McRae. Great to be here. Great to see your smiling face again. Yeah, man, I'm excited. And of course, we left off and we talked about a lot of things at the last show. We talked about how and why you got involved in chaplaincy and, you know, some of your backstory, uh, you know, being a, a young person, uh, being in a healthcare system, being introduced to people at the bedside that made an indelible impression upon you. And then, of course, your path along the way. Uh, with your parents being, you know, short-term missionaries, just ministry basically in your blood, and then you felt called and led uh, into the chaplaincy, and now you work with cancer patients uh, out in California. And so we left off on, I thought, a very important conversation and topic, and that is why spiritual support and why is it important in a healthcare setting? I want to pick up right there and and begin to delve into this because obviously – and I want to be very clear and very concise on what we do and what we talk about on this platform. Uh, we talk about spiritual support, obviously, but not as a substitute for good medical treatment or care. Uh, mm -hmm. City of Hope is faith friendly, but it is not faith based in any way. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are not subscribing to uh, someone uh, basically ignoring good medical treatment and care. We encourage you. Uh, I am going on my fourth year as a cancer survivor, and it was because of good medical treatment and care that I'm still alive and well on planet Earth. I had some early <laughs> symptoms. Uh, I went and had a colonoscopy. Uh, I certainly prayed. I certainly turned uh, my, my face to the sky and, and cried out to God and said, Lord, help me and be with me. But as soon as I finished with my prayer, I got on the phone and called my doctor also. And I followed that those instructions and I did the things that needed to be done. Had surgery, had a third of, a, of my colon removed. I tell people you can just call me Pastor Semicolon uh, at the <laughs> end of the day. <laughs> uh, but the point that I'm making is that, that, that uh, I believe and this platform continues to uh, prescribe to the fact that there is a healthy balance that can be generated between the role of medicine and science and faith and spirituality, and that spirituality in this context can be a adjunct, a support uh, that allows people to mentally and emotionally maneuver and buoy themselves and, and, and continue to deal with being hopeful uh, with regard to looking for the possibility of good outcomes and be strengthened by one's faith. 
And that helps us to understand where I want to go because we're talking about a healthcare setting, not a local church. Uh, you know, we're talking about the walls of medicine and science where historically, uh, for many, there have been two separate schools of thought of the role of medicine and science and the role of spirituality and faith really never came together. They never really worked one with another. And um, I have a, almost a, you know three decades of a track record saying that that can be done, that those two disciplines or schools of thought can work together one with another and not necessarily compromise the principles of the practice, if you will, so that people can still be true to their sense of spirituality and faith, but also still adhere to good medical care and medical practices. You're a chaplain every day at the bedside, uh, mm -hmm. Chaplain Stoner. Let's talk about, from your perspective, why spiritual support is important in a healthcare setting, not at the local church, not at a revival, you know, not uh, uh, on a tour to Mecca. We're talking about inside of the halls of medicine and science. Let's talk about the role of spiritual support and why it's important. Mm. Well, thank you, Reverend McCray. Um, so I think my response right off the top of my head um, of why spiritual care is important in a healthcare setting is that you know and this and this will probably tie into the presentation that you and i did um a couple of weeks ago oh and i was so excited um, about that I, was, I loved every minute of it man we got to do more of that we got to do more of it that's for sure <laughs> so you know one of the things we talk about um especially when we give presentations um to staff or, or we give presentations to folks in the community is really we emphasize the fact that regardless of what people believe, regardless of what they value, regardless of what faith tradition they um, subscribe to or, or um, are adherents of, um, you know, everyone, regardless of what they believe, you know, we are all spiritual beings yeah. and we are all on a spiritual journey. And I think one of the quotes that you and I, I think both of us shared it at mm -hmm. different points in our presentation was, um, Tehard uh, de Chardin, um, a French philosopher, uh, I, I believe, was also a Jesuit priest, and um, he spoke. He said, "You know, we are human beings on a spiritual journey mm. through life, um, or, or or we are spiritual beings on a human journey." So it's like you can kind of look at it both ways, yeah. and I think either way, um, our humanity and our spirituality is is so inextricably linked and i think um for a lot of our patients who especially folks who are dealing with um uh you know a poor prognosis or navigating end of life there's so many questions that come up yeah. about um you know just existential distress anxiety fear what comes after this life is there anything is there nothing mm -hmm. is there a god is there a higher power is the universe involved in what's happening to mm -hmm. me? Why is this happening to me? You know, there's, there's, there's a question, there, there's this desire to make meaning, to make, to make sense of what's happening to us. And, um, and so for, it's been a real learning experience for me because I think, you know, I came in thinking, okay, you know, my role is to be the chaplain at the <laughs> bedside, to be the pastoral presence, the pastoral care, you know, the, the yeah. one that comes in to pray, yep. to offer counsel, to be a listening ear. Um, but I've learned so much from my patients. Um, and I think what I've learned is that, you know, we need people who will be with us and provide support and, and show us compassion, show us love 
in the midst of the not knowing, in the midst of the uncertainty to be, um, you know, I I oftentimes in this work have my patients bring up the story of Job in the Bible. And and that story is um, significant to a lot of people, you know, of, 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 of a few faiths mm-hmm. traditions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, one of the, I always, if people bring up that story with me or if, or if that story comes up in conversation about Job, you know, one of the things that I'll talk about is I'll say one of the most significant things I ever heard preached about the story of Job is that God didn't necessarily give any answers to Job for why God allowed Job to go through what God allowed Job to go through. But at the end of the story, God showing up in God's glory and, and, and basically showing up in this display of power and majesty and just like knock your socks off, blow your hair back, like (laughs) just power and just presence and authority and, and just this commanding, you know, this show of strength. And it's just like, Whoa, you are, you are God. (laughs) And so it's just like, um, one of the pa- a pastor that I'd heard talk about this was like, you know, God doesn't necessarily give any specific answers for why, but, yep. but what, but the way God responds to Job's queries is his, he shows up and he shows up and he, he, and he offers his presence. He offers, you know, his, um, he shows up and, and he, he accompanies Job, you know, through this experience in, in, in a way that his friends maybe couldn't do. Um, and so I think, you know, for myself, I think, okay, Lord, if I am going to be your hands and feet in this situation, and if you're going to keep using me as your vessel in this place, as your instrument of peace in this place, then I want to be someone who's able to offer that consolation, that comfort to offer strength to people who are in these situations where they're asking unanswerable questions. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it's like my, I think my role is to be there with them in that, in the darkness and, 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 and the not knowing the uncertainty and to be like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not running away from this. I'm not running away from you. Right. I'm in your corner. We are going to fight together. Yeah. We're going to fight side by side and I'm going to join your team of people that are also supporting you. We're going to pray. We're going to seek God together sure. or, or, or even if they're not, a, even if they're not people of faith, right. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep fighting together. We're going to keep supporting one another. And, you know, I had a patient just recently um, ask me, you know, he just said, Jonathan, do you think I'm going to make it? another young guy in his mm. mid twenties. Wow. And I just said, you know what? I said, I can't answer that question, but I said, what I can tell you is I'm not going anywhere. I'm not giving up on you. This team here at city of hope's not giving up on you. That's right. That's and I'm right. going to, I'm going to keep hoping and praying alongside you and your parents and your sibling. And we are going to keep trusting and hoping and praying for a good outcome, regardless <laughs> yeah. of how bleak these circumstances look. And, and what's amazing about that chaplain, when we begin to look at the power and the dynamic of, of spiritual support, spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. for people with cancer. Have you ever experienced or seen uh, cancer patients or their caregivers find renewed sense of purpose after Um, experiencing the presence of God in their life, however they articulate God, however they call upon God, but there's something that takes place with them that they feel like that they've been in contact with the divine, even though they did not have all of their questions answered of why? Yeah, you know, I think um, what you said about meaning, value, and purpose. I love that. And um, I think that for a lot of my patients um, who've gone through this experience, um, 
of being diagnosed, um, going, going, you know, undergoing treatment. Um, there have been folks who, um, who have come out the other side and, mm-hmm. um, and, and even folks who, you know, even during their journey here at city of hope, you know, sometimes they experience a setback or maybe they experience several setbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, they experience some uh, medical emergencies. They need to go to the ICU. They need to be intubated, sedated, um, you know, and then, and I even had, I've, I've had some patients that come out of that experience and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've been given a new lease on life mm. and this new appreciation for, for, for what they have in life. And, um, and then I've even heard from other people who talk about, you know, I didn't know who my people were. I didn't know how loved I was. I didn't know how much my life mattered mm. to the people in my life until I went through this experience and people showed up for me that yeah. I would never have expected. Yeah. And so it really is this paradigm shifting moment for people that, um, you know, they, their whole perspective on life shifts and changes in terms of what's meaningful, mm. what's, what, what, what has eternal value, what, what has ultimate value. And then in terms of like a, just a, a sense of purpose, like, why are we here? And right. I think a lot of my patients come through this experience wanting to help others who, who, who are, who, who, who have been given a cancer diagnosis or who might just be sick in the hospital. So we have so many volunteers <laughs> come through this place. Like we, my, my, myself and my colleague, um, Chaplain Jacqueline, we've just been interviewing different volunteers, mm-hmm. um, who, who've wanted to come and start serving here at city of hope. And we've been doing these interviews over the last couple of weeks. And so many of these volunteers that are coming in are cancer survivors yeah. or, or they are the spouses or the loved ones of some of our patients who, yeah, they were caregivers and, and some, some of their family members did not make it. Some of them did, but either way, they just have this desire to give back and to help other people who are going through a very similar experience that they went through themselves or with their families. And, um, and that's a powerful experience that really, that it's life-changing for people. It is. It it really is. And I appreciate you sharing uh, that. And you're absolutely right. It's, there's nothing more impactful and it, how consistent it has been for me, again, close to 30 years now, of watching cancer patients and or their caregivers when, when they get on the other side, or if, to your point, uh, their loved one should not, uh, how it creates a sense of urgency of wanting to give back, pay forward, and, and be part of the support of that community. I am so grateful, uh, Chaplain Jonathan, first of all, for, for our uh, relationship and for the work that you are doing and your your team are doing there at, at City of Hope uh, in California, and and as you move forward, because I know this, um, and and they call it compassion fatigue. Uh, mm. You know, uh, I tell people I I never ever get tired of my work. I get tired in my work, but I never get tired <laughs> of my work. What <laughs> that's right. What continues to fuel you today and drive your hope? What gives you hope to continue to be hopeful? for those who are fighting the good fight today, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm mindful of, um, what is it? First Peter chapter three, where it talks about always being prepared to give an answer to everyone mm-hmm. who asks you mm-hmm. for the reason for the hope that you have. Yep. So I feel like, you know, as a person of faith, but specifically as a Christian, you know, I feel like that was kind of, 
that's been drilled into me to always be ready to answer mm. that question. Mm. Um, but I'd say specifically in this work, um, you know, working at a place like City of Hope, um, where people, the topic of hope, the theme of hope comes up on a daily basis. Mm. And I would say that for me, um, what gives me hope um, so I guess I'll, re I'll respond to this in two different ways. The first part is what gives me hope. And then the other part is like, you, you talked about burnout and I want to talk about how I take care of myself in the midst of this. So I'd say for me, the hope is that, um, I believe and I serve a loving God mm. and, um, and I, you know, the story of the prodigal son is one that is near and dear to my heart. It's been near and dear to my heart for many years, but I think coming into this work as a chaplain, it's become even more, it's, it's got, it's, um, even more at the forefront of my thinking and, and, and even the way that I approach my patients and their family members is I think of the way that God is depicted in that story mm. as this father who is, um, who is loving, who is forgiving, who is compassionate, who is gracious, who is, um, uh, just, Un, uh, it's like the, the love that this father has is just unreal. You know, it's like, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's too good to be true almost is what you want to say. Mm. But I picture, I picture my patients, I picture their family members being embraced by a God who loves them the same way that this father in this story loves his prodigal son, who basically, you know, as the story goes, he turned his back on the family. He went his own way. He wasted his inheritance. And yet when he comes back and knocks on his father's door, he is welcomed by open arms. Yeah. And not only that, they throw a feast, you know, they mm. bring everybody together for a celebration. And I say, you know what? No matter what regrets you have about your life, no matter what you've done or haven't done or would like to do, there is a God who loves you, who yes. is with you, who is for you in the midst of the situation that is, that is scary and that is, and that is um, frightening. And that is, you know, there's grief and there's loss mm. and there's all these emotions around it. But yet there is a God that is with you, who loves you and is for you and is here to wrap his arms around you and to give you strength and to give you comfort and to give you guidance and direction. And, and I just think, you know, that gives me hope. That gives me hope because I think when I'm at bedside with someone who is critically ill and with their families who are asking why, asking for help, asking for hope, I can come in and if, if the opportunity allows, I'm able to offer pastoral counsel in some situations, but in many situations, it's me coming in and just through my physical presence, that ministry of presence that we talk about, mm -hmm. I'm able to, you know, be a channel for that unconditional love <laughs> of God. And I trust that somehow God is operating through me in a way that is mysterious and mm -hmm. that is miraculous in those encounters with people where even if I'm not, you know, overtly offering any kind of a, of a message about, you know, my faith or about faith in general, right. if I'm just able just to show them that there is nothing to be afraid of in terms of of this 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 what what they're facing and in terms of the afterlife or in terms of their ideas about god or a higher power the the god that i want to show them through the way that i treat them through the way that i talk to them through the way that i interact with them is a god of love a god of inclusion a god of acceptance yeah. a god of forgiveness a god of compassion and like 
kind of like the best father, the best mother that you can imagine. That's our God. That's the God that, you know, that's the creator. And so I want to introduce my patients and their family members to that God that I believe in, that, that I have faith in, that I, that I ultimately have, you know, hope in. Uh, I want to introduce them to that loving creator through my actions, through the way that I love and serve and, and, and live and move and have my being in this world. Mm. So I think, I think that's how I would respond to that. And then as far as how I take care of myself, meditation, prayer, uh, yoga, (laughs) running, um, You know, um, I, I'm a big fan of, of, of films, uh, mm-hmm. you know, TV shows. Mm-hmm. I, go, I go to church. You know, there's all these different ways that I try to refresh my soul to take care of my body. And, um, and I've realized that these practices are not optional. These practices are essential. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and these practices, even on days when I don't feel like it, you know, like some mornings you wake up and it's cold and you don't feel like getting out of bed yeah. and going for a run or going to the gym or whatever, right? right. or you don't feel like praying or, or, or reading scripture or, 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 or journaling or whatever the practice is sure. that, 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 is, that is meaningful to you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like, we have to build in those daily routines, those habits. And, um, and, and it makes a difference to do those things every day. And I think what I'm realizing is that if I don't take that time on a daily basis to pray, to meditate, to connect with, with God, to connect with other people. I, 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 I burn out, I flame out so quick. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I know that for me, I need it. Yeah. And so, and I think we all do. So yeah. that's what, that's what I would say is my answer to that question. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for your commitment to God. Thank you for your commitment to God's people. Thank you for your commitment to city of hope uh, today, you have heard from uh, the one, the only, uh, Chaplain Jonathan Stoner, who every day is giving his life of service, compassion, inclusion, love, and kindness uh, to cancer patients and their caregivers uh, there in Southern California. And I am grateful, my friend, that you are on the wall uh, doing your part. And so uh, just know that you have my love, my support, and anything that I can do to continue to further uh, that mission, uh, I'm there with you as we continue to believe and expect that the best is still yet to come in all of our Amen. lives and in those that we serve every day. To God be the glory for your life and for your ministry, my friend. Thank you so much for being on Health Hope and Inspiration. Amen. All right. Thank you, Reverend McCray. It was my my my, my privilege. And we'll talk more with Percy here in just a moment. With locations in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona, City of Hope is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope. Or contact a member of the team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, I think you've met a kindred spirit in Jonathan Stoner. 
I love this brother. I do. And I told him that when I first met him after we kind of got a chance to sit and talk to each other, he blesses me. And you're right. Uh, I feel a bond and a relationship that I think is genuine and authentic. And I think consistent with anyone who's who's really in chaplaincy because it requires certain uh, dynamics to kind of be associated with your your tone, your personality and and your purpose at the end of the day, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the two of you teamed up with something recently. Can you talk about that? Yeah, back in February, uh, City of Hope uh, has a strong emphasis on uh, diversity and equity and inclusion. And for the month of February for Black History Month, uh, we were asked to to join together in a presentation to talk about the role of faith and spirituality in healthcare. And that's where I really uh, began to get to know him. And so we did a uh, a Zoom presentation to the entire organization with regard to just kind of helping everyone to understand the value and the role and the principles of spiritual support care in a healthcare environment, understanding first and foremost that there needs to be an interfaith sensitivity, that you know, City of Hope is not a faith-based organization, but it is a faith-friendly organization, but that uh, the value of spirituality for people while they're going through healthcare challenges is super important and the role that that we can play in making sure that their spiritual needs are being met. So mm-hmm. it was a wonderful opportunity to get to know him and yeah. to share time together. Well, I only met uh, Jonathan through the conversation we all just heard now. And by the way, as I mentioned earlier, part one was last week. You can go mm-hmm. back and listen to that as well. But I was very impressed to hear him say he's learned so much from his patients. And we've heard this principle before. It's consistent with, I think, chaplaincy. And this is one of the other dynamics that I think that makes this type of ministry uniquely different than standing in the pulpit inside of a local church. I think the the, the pastor is is viewed as the go-to and the source of all things spiritual from a development perspective, right? But in hospital chaplaincy, you actually, you come with an open uh, slate before the people that you sit before, mm. and you provide them uh, with the opportunity to share who they are and their story. And in listening and being an active listener, which is what a lot of chaplaincy is, you learn so much about who people are, their backgrounds, their orientations. And in many cases, Wayne, uh, maybe some different revelations about your theological perspective of who Mm -hmm. God is. And so you don't necessarily come to the table with what you're going to give, but as much about what they have to offer to you. And then you partner with them. And as I've often said, because the patient is driving the bus. Yeah. You just get to ride along with them. Yeah, that's very powerful. That's that's how life works, isn't it? <laughs> that's how life should work. And at the end of the day, I know <laughs> that's a good way me, to put it, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've been often told that if you're every room that you're in, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get in a different room. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to write that one down. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing uh, is his strong call to offer hope. Um, I mean, that's his ministry to offer hope. And quite frankly, any chaplain who's worth their weight and salt, that is the focal theme of what you are there to do is to be a, a, I I saw a pastor wear this t-shirt and I want people to not take it out of context. Uh, And on the shirt, it said that he was a hope dealer versus a dope dealer. Uh, And that's what we are. We are here to distribute and, and to be conduits of hope to people who may be struggling from one moment to another with regard to a cancer diagnosis and maintaining hopefulness. And so, yes, it was a clear emphasis. He understands that. And intrinsically, that's who he is. 
And that's what he's committed to doing. And again, thank God for his gift. Thank God for his calling. Amen. All right. Well, we met Jonathan Stoner last time and just now here on the podcast. And next week, we're going to bring another guest to you. And once in a while, Percy just opens up the word and uh, we we talk here in the program. So we do different things on this podcast and mm-hmm. just appreciate your support and your interaction with us. And we love to put resources into your hands as well. When Faced with a Battle is our featured resource this week, Percy. Yeah, I wrote this resource and and I and and I thought about it and what what inspired me was the story of David and Goliath, right? You know, when when Goliath came rolling into town one too many times and you know David was like, "Listen, today is not going to be that day. It's going to be a different day today." Well, when we're faced with a battle, you know, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, what do we need to bring to the table that will allow us to face the giant in our life, if you will? Because there are times that we may feel like that we are outmatched that we are oversized and that we do not uh, possess what is necessary as the nation of Israel did when, when Goliath would come to town. He basically was a bully. Cancer is a bully in our lives, and we need to be able to have a different mental makeup based upon our spiritual uh, platform and, and alignment on what do we need to do when we're faced with a battle against the bully. And that's what this uh, resource is designed to do. It will empower and equip you to face any battle in your life. And when the giant comes rolling into town, what are you going to say? And what are you going to do? Well, the beautiful thing is this resource is available to you right now. All you have Mm. to do is go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the resource there when faced with a battle. And by the way, leave a comment or question for us at the website as well. Percy, it's been a great couple of weeks here to meet Jonathan Stoner, and I look forward to our next visit. Yep. We bless you, Jonathan. Thank you so much. And we're going to close the way we began with our spiritual nugget, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. And again, if you listen well to the interview, you hear Chaplain Jonathan in these words. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. You cannot walk away from a conversation with Jonathan and not hear the compassion and the comfort that just exudes out of his, the tone of his voice, just as his delivery, his cadence, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Today, that comfort and compassion that you've received from God, now be a conduit, be a hope dealer today to someone that you come in contact with. That's Reverend Percy McRae, our host for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, God bless. Talk to you next time. Yes, sir. And in the meantime, remember, folks, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. And join us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, 
all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.